Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnion episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, my darlings. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, right now, time of recording, it is Christmas time of 2020. Now, Christmas normally is notorious for a fair few things. Um, And unfortunately, one of these things happens to be breakups. But with everything that's happened in 2020, I I hesitate to guess that it's going to be a big year for breakups this Christmas. We have been living with partners throughout two lockdowns now. And even the people um, who would say that they have a good relationship, myself included, have definitely been tested this year, romantically speaking. Um, We already know the figures um, have massively risen in terms of people filing for divorce this year. Um, And when it comes to Christmas, you know, I I often get asked, you know, why why do breakups seem to, why do so many breakups seem to happen at Christmas? And this is what I think it's about. I think that at Christmas, this time of year, it really holds up a gigantic magnifying glass to our relationships. Well, to everything, really, everything going on in our life, particularly our relationships. And in some cases, I think that it makes couples realize that, you know, their feelings, their values and their interests just are not in alignment with one another. And then, of course, you add to that a shit ton of heavy food, booze, irritating relatives. And it is not surprising that all those buried issues soon rise to the surface. But fear not, my little chickens, if this is something that is resonating for you more than you would like it to, then this episode of the Love Is Coming podcast is here to help. To be honest, I think it will be helpful even if you're not listening to it at Christmas time because this title of this podcast is called How to Stop Your New Romance Falling Apart. So whilst it has a sort of Christmas bias, it's going to be relevant to you if you are in that position yourself, whether you, um, you know, have been dating someone for a fair few months or, you know, just chatting to someone on an app and it was all feeling really exciting and, um, you know, butterflies, etc. And then you feel like they are, you know, ghosting you. We've all been there. Um, This is going to help. So if you are someone who has, um, if you're someone who is panicking about how this festive period could impact your relationship, uh, regardless of how long you've been together, this podcast episode is going to help. And if you are in that place, as I've already mentioned, where you can feel the other person pulling away, Um, whether you've been with them a long time or not, this podcast episode is going to help. And in it, I'm going to be sharing the worst thing that you can do when you feel love slipping away. 
I'll be sharing how to navigate make or break conversations with your partner, plus crucial advice for keeping your cool in the face of a breakup. So let's dive straight in because, you know, it's Christmas time and we're all busy little bumblebees, aren't we, at this time of year? I know I am at the moment. So the worst thing you can do when you feel love slipping away, can you guess what it is? suffocate the other person. Try your damnedest to get them to come back and to bridge that gap. This is something I am all too au fait with. Um, You know, and I've had moments of it in my current relationship, um, but I very quickly catch myself. Sometimes what you need, like space is not always a bad thing in a relationship. In fact, you know, when things are feeling intense and when things, you know, feel like there's a lot of pressure, which is going to be, you know, a given at this time of year, then honestly, space sometimes is exactly what we need. So instead of trying to bridge that gap, um, you know, kind of overgive and overcompensate and bombard them with texts um, or phone calls, whether you're, you know, skirting around the issue, which is something I used to do a lot and just trying to pretend it hasn't happened, which I don't suggest you do because it doesn't work. That like underneath resentment and, you know, that horrible feeling is still going to be there. So don't plaster over it. Just allow the other person to have their space. And you know what? This is not about just giving that to the other person. Really, it's actually about giving it to yourself, giving yourself space to process what is going on Uh, And to get clear on, you know, how are you feeling about it? What is this really about? I always say, you know, we're very rarely really crying over the spilt milk. Can't speak today. The spilt milk. The spilt milk is really just a trigger. Obviously, I'm using that metaphorically. Um, It's a trigger. So, you know, you may bicker over some really stupid little thing. um, And when you're both in a good place and everything's okay, that sort of bit of bickering, and I certainly can put my hand up and say this is the case for Joe and I often, when we're in a good place, that bickering can become silly and fun and playful. If we're in a bad place for whatever reason, one or both of us is feeling stressed and under a lot of pressure, then that's when it can turn a little bit, I won't say nasty, but you know, sometimes it can, just definitely the wrong side of nice. The wrong side of nice, let's just put it that way. So it's realizing this is not just about what the other person wants and what the other person needs. It's actually about like, what do I want and need? Um, It's better to take some space for yourself than to do what I, you know, I think not just myself, but I think a lot of women, we feel compelled to fix it um, and to sort it out and to talk it through because that's how we process. What I suggest is actually do that processing and talking through with a good friend, with someone you love, someone you feel safe with, like get it out of you. You might want to process by journaling. Just get all of that stuff out of you because otherwise what happens is that's why we, we want to throw it at the other person because it feels so horrible, gunky and uncomfortable having it within ourselves. But when we try and work it out with the other person before we are energetically ready to, which is to say, you know, we've calmed down, we are back in our rational mind because when we are um, triggered, our body kind of, I mean, I'm sure you would have noticed this, like your body is like it goes into an, an adrenalized state and it's like, you know, fight or flight mode. And that's why you either kind of hurl abuse at your partner or you're like, well, fuck it. That's more my, my thing. It's just like, well, fuck off then. Or, you know, I'm just going to storm out and make a bit of a dramatic exit. 
Um, so that's why we go, we literally go into fight or flight mode and it feels like it's a matter of survival. And even if it's like, literally like you're pissed off because they haven't emptied the dishwasher. So realize that the worst thing you can do when you either feel them pulling away, whether that is in the form of ghosting or they're just kind of feeling a little bit off with you, by the way, if they are, they've probably got their own thing going on. It doesn't necessarily mean it's about you. I always assume it's always about me. And often it's just not like we all have our own shit going on in our head. I can't tell you the amount of times like I'm stressing over like a work related thing and either Joe or or friend or family members, you know, feel like that. I think they feel like they're treading on eggshells around me or they're like, you know, I can see that they feel like uncomfortable and they're worried that I'm pissed off at them. And it's actually, oh no, I've just been obsessing about this thing. It's got absolutely nothing to do with you. By the by, little side note there, always good to, if you notice someone being like that, around you and I'm not great at this but I'm really working on it it's just say oh sorry I'm I know I'm in a I'm a bit distracted or I'm in a bit of a weird mood I'm just really stressed about this work thing so you know you're just dispelling that like feeling of the other person not sure if they've done something wrong to put them out of their misery so uh I've digressed and I don't know what I was talking about um giving yourself space yes whether they whether they are kind of seemingly being a bit off with you um or, or, you know, you feel love slipping in away in that they, they, they don't seem to be coming forward in kind of in terms of you're not feeling desired by them um, or they're just making the odd little jibe. There's a time where you need to have a conversation about that, but not when you are supercharged and super triggered and you're, you know, when we enter a conversation like that, it's only going to blow up in our face. And that moves us on very nicely to the next segment, how to navigate make or break conversations with your partner. I talk about this a lot. Um, And actually, I really had to put this into practice last Tuesday when Joe and I had um, a bit of a a flare up um, before yoga, ironically. (laughs) What is that about? Um, But, you know, it is our responsibility to go and deal with our feelings and to calm ourselves down and to really think about what it is we want to say and what, what the real issue is here. And like with the first point, the only way we can do that, the only way we can do that is by giving ourselves some space and time. Now you might say, listen, let's not get into it now. Why don't we talk later? when we've both calmed down. So you're not saying when you've calmed down, you're kind of taking responsibility, but, you know, saying both of us, like, let's just, let's just not get into it now and kind of leave it at that and just get the fuck out the room and um, go away and do whatever you need to do to calm yourself the fuck down. Again, I've already offered some suggestions, talk to a friend, do some journaling, but always look at, um, and this is the hard part. It's, it's, of course, you want to acknowledge what it was that has upset you or that triggered you. But you've got to find a way. How can I communicate that without getting into the blame game? Because I don't know if you've noticed, but whenever someone says to me, yeah, I feel shit because you did this, it doesn't go down so well, does it? Like it makes you just shut down because you feel that you're, it's it's like a natural response, you know, like it's like an animalistic natural response. When someone is on the attack or it feels like they're on an attack, we will go into defense mechanism. Whereas if you go, when this happened, I felt this way. So you're just, it's such a subtle little thing. But to take away that thing of when you did this, 
So when we had that argument this morning, so it's a we, it's it's making it clear like we are in this together. This is not you versus me. Like we've had some time away and now um, we've both cooled off. Let's come back and discuss this as adults because when we are in that really ragey, resentful, triggered place, we are not showing up in our adult graceful energy. I, I know I certainly am not. So it always helps to get really clear before you have that conversation to know what you want to say. And then to look at like, what's the issue beneath the issue? Going back to that spilt milk. Um, No use crying over spilt milk. So the spilt milk is whatever the situation was. They didn't, um, let me think. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a recent example. Um, They showed no interest when you were trying to tell them about this new work project that you're really excited about something like that or they seem to not so that's um that's the presenting issue but then you think okay so what is that underneath what is going on underneath that because that could have happened at a different time in the relationship and it, you would have like it would have not bothered you so it might be well i just feel like we're we're quite distant from each other at the moment and you know i'm feeling like both of us, maybe we're not making as much effort and taking as much interest in one another's lives and not, you know, I'm not always feeling as supported as I'd like to feel. And I'm not saying that you're not supporting me, but, but, you know, I just feel that that, yeah, we've grown a little bit further apart and, you know, it makes me really sad and I'd really love to, I love you and I don't want to feel this way. I'm getting emotional saying this, but you know, how, how can we, how can we, you know, how can we bridge that gap? How do you feel? Ask them how they feel and listen to what they say. And to show that you've listened to what they say, useful little thing, this is what Oprah does. If you go and watch any Oprah, you'll see. So someone will answer a question of hers and then she'll say something like, so let me just check I've got this. And then she'll kind of repeat the key points. Have, and have I got that right? And it's, you know, in this day and age where we are, social media really has enabled us to cast ourselves as the celebrities of our own lives. Like we are all out there with this big microphone in the way that I am right now. I appreciate the irony here. Um, But we are not great at listening. And I really, again, include myself into that. Like I've always been not great at listening, which is not brilliant seeing as I used to be an actor. And that's kind of half the gig. Um, I would not be any use to my clients if I didn't listen to what they said. If I just told them what I think that they need to hear, as opposed to listening to what they say and kind of allowing the my intuition to connect to what feels like, I, I, it's kind of like, a, it's not even, um, I don't really bring my head into it. It's sort of, I listen to what they say and the response flows out. Um, which is complete digression. But anyway, just in case you cared about my coaching, coaching style. So know what you want to say before you get into that conversation, get clear on what is really underneath um, the presenting issue. Keep the focus on your experience, trying not to blame them. And what this does, it allows them to feel safe in the dynamic. And often, When someone feels safe, they will then apologize for their part. 
um, because you're not attacking them, which means they don't have to get on the defensive and justify why they behaved in that way. Um, You may find it useful to set some boundaries for yourself this Christmas with regards to romance or, to be honest, any relationships with family, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, You know, we spend a lot of time with our families. And if you're in a relationship with with the other person, um, I cannot recommend enough scheduling time, even on Christmas Day, every day around the period to like just arrange a coffee or a drink or something with a friend um, so that you're not, you know, that expectation of our partner or the person we're dating, even if they're not with you on around Christmas and you're just, you know, on the phone and texting, but feeling like we need our emotions to be validated by the other person. Um, you know, speak to friends. Like I have a few girlfriends I speak to every single day, um, which started out at the beginning of lockdown. And it is such a lifesaver for me because it means, you know, I don't have to take all of my emotions and I have a fucking lot of them. I'm going to lie. I don't have to put that all on Joe and my relationship with Joe because it's just too much. Of course, we need to have conversations sometimes, but he doesn't need to, it's, it's not his responsibility to figure out every little thing, you know, and support, like he can always be a support, but he doesn't need to be like, getting in there with every single issue in my life it's just not appropriate um and this comes back goes back to the that first um segment of the podcast is you know allow there to be space schedule the space relish the space um you know men respond very well to it by the way um they really do they need to have their space i think more so than women um that's obviously a generalization, but that's certainly been my experience. Um, I just think that's kind of, we're made up in that way. Us women have like a built to connect and <laughs> discuss and analyze and go into so much detail and everything and look at how men interact with each other. It's, it's completely different. Um, they have a lot of space in their interactions with, with their friends and other men. Um, and so it's just realizing just because there is space it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, I think it can be a very good thing. Just don't put too much pressure on it. So finally, crucial advice for keeping your cool in the face of a breakup. Now I know there's going to be a lot of people that probably need to hear this, particularly around the Christmas period. Um, I believe that when it comes to breakups, really it's out of our hands. The only power we have is how we choose to show up inside of that breakup. Do we want to rant and rave and throw things and throw our toys out the pram and like be in denial or just fury? And there's so many different emotions that come as part of it. And all of those emotions are valid and all of them need to be felt. But as I've already expressed, like not all of them need to be expressed with the other person. Not all at one time anyway. If the breakup is going to happen, it's going to happen. And I think that the issue comes so much of the time from us believing that we are God and we can, if we just do this or we just do that and we can change it and we can make it not happen. The only thing is, you know, we can speak our truth. We can state our preference. But ultimately, the other person is their own entity. And even if you really want to be with them and are desperate to be with them, 
if they are not in that place and it doesn't feel right, it's never going to work out anyway. And that's why we go back to the point about give each other space because sometimes space is all that's needed. Take responsibility and take care of your own emotions and your own shit. And actually it take that pressure being taken off the relationship is often, you know, that is the solution. But sometimes it's that we've come to the end of a love story and it's very sad, but you know, as I always say, surrender to the festival. You cannot force love to stay. You can't force it to show up. You can't force it to stay. You can only choose how you show up with whatever situation is going on. And listen, just to be clear, I do not do this perfectly. I did not handle myself perfectly in that stupid fight with Joe last week. We had another stupid bickering thing this morning and I know what it's about. You know, I'm even feeling emotionally emotional saying this. Like we are about to move. Like it, it, this is like, <laughs> it's a first world problem. Let me just preface it with saying that. Um, we're about to move to a new house. It's a dream. Like it's something we've wanted for a long time now. Um, but it's quite scary. It's a big change. We're moving out to the countryside. We don't know many people there. I know we'll be okay. We've traveled the world together for six months. I, this is ex- exactly what happened before we went traveling. In fact, it's exactly what's happened whenever there's been any big um, shift or change in our relationship. It's very, very normal. And I know that, you know, we'll be okay. But I always think, you know, I want to learn from how I show up. It's very interesting that I'm recording this podcast today. Obviously, things like this always happen to me. Um, it's like literally like, Persia, you've got to practice what you preach. So, um, it, you know, it's helping me see things from a different perspective. And that's what I think is so key here is like seeing the situation from a different perspective because in all relationships, but particularly romance, it's so easy to just see things from our perspective. But, you know, the fact is, however similar we may be to our partner, there's also going to be a hell of a lot of differences. You know, as I they say in Asia, same, same, but different. And I absolutely relate to that in my relationship with Joe. We are very much same, same, but different. And um, the things that we're similar in, those are the easy bits for the most part. Um, but the differences, and a lot of that is simply because he's a bloke and I'm a woman, honestly. Um, but then there's, you know, he, I, I think I probably mentioned this on like eight 80% of podcast episodes, like he is infuriatingly messy and I am, um, I'm pretty tidy. I, I'm sat saying that in my parents' house, which is like the most immaculate house you've, house you've ever been in. So in this house, I feel messy, but generally speaking, I like to think I'm quite a tidy person. And this has caused like untold amount. Like this is probably, if I had to say like, what is the biggest issue in the five and a half years you've been together? What's the biggest issue? And I'd probably say his mess. <laughs> He's just, we just, you know, we're very different like that. Anyway, I digress. The point is, you've got to surrender it, baby. You have got to surrender the relationship. And you can even say that when you have calmed down and you go and have that conversation with them. I love you. I want this to work. I'm willing to do what we need to do because I don't want this to keep happening. I want to understand what what's really going on underneath. But ultimately, you know, a relationship is a two-way street. And so we can only meet each other in the middle or we can, you know, maybe we need more space. But if you show up, you know, it's a powerful way to be. It does not mean that you are weak. 
it's actually, you know, do you know how rare it is for people to communicate like that and to be vulnerable and to own the way they showed up in it? You know, I'm sorry that I said that. That wasn't cool. That's all it needs. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was so aggy this morning. It wasn't cool. That's it. But it's so hard, isn't it? (laughs) It's so hard. But the minute you've done it, it is like the biggest bloody weight off your shoulders and relief. And the whole dynamic of the conversation will be completely different. But even if you both are able to communicate really well, sometimes, as I've already said, it's just the end of a love story. I love that. It's such a cliche, but I do love it. People, and this this is true of um, all relationships, not just uh, romantic, but you know, people show up in our lives either for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Not everyone is going to be a good fit as a lifetime partner. Some people are there for a season, you know, a holiday romance. You have a great time and it might be sad when it ends, but it was just for that time. This is so true of friendships as well, you know. Not all of them are designed or, you know, compatible to go the distance Uh, or reason. You know, my breakup with my ex, Tiger, from the NFX, we were together a year. That relationship has been the most important one in so many ways for me. I learned more about myself in that year and more about relationships than I I ever have done. I've obviously learned a lot since, but it was such a big shift for me in such a short amount of time. So even though relationships in my past haven't always, I wouldn't say worked out because they did work out. They just weren't the person that I was meant to spend the rest of my life with. Um, I wouldn't have the relationship I have today. I wouldn't have even met him if it wasn't for those other uh, relationships and the lessons I learned in them. So anyway, my darlings, I hope that this has been helpful. I really do. Um, If it has, I'd love you to come and tell me in my free Facebook group, Persia's Love Hub, which of these three tips resonated for you the most and how you plan on implementing that tip. So the link to the Facebook group is in the show notes below. And if you are new to the group, make sure that you answer the joining questions to get access. And if there is one thing that I really want you to take away from this episode, it's that whatever happens for you romantically over the festive period or whenever you are listening to this episode, it's that you will be okay, even if right now it feels like your heart is breaking. You know, as I kind of already said, heartbreak led me to every single good thing I have in my life today it's been a crazy year. A lot of breaking up, breaking open, breaking through, all of those breakings are happening. And, you know, for me that year, um, when it was really transformational, really transformational, it was, was too really 2011, but I was in heartbreak in 2012 and I always remember it because of the Olympic games. And it was like, I look back on it so fondly, even though I've got like my journals where I was like, you know, just tears all over the page, like so much pain, but I needed to go through it. I needed to go through it. If I hadn't had that amount of pain, I would never have changed because that's what often it takes. You know, what is that quote? And I always get this wrong. It's something like we only change when the pain of staying the same becomes more painful than, uh, or like harder than the pain it, uh, involved in changing something like that. Change is painful. Change is hard, but you know, at the end of the day, short-term pain, long-term gain. That's where I was going with that. Short-term pain, long-term gain. You will get through it. I promise you. 
Every person I know at some point in their life has experienced heartbreak. And if you choose to allow it to be your teacher and you allow it to make you instead of break you, another cliche there, I promise you, you will look back on it like I now do and be like, that is one of the best things that ever happened to me. In fact, probably the best thing. I really mean that. So my darlings, that's about all for now. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday where I will be interviewing my dear friend, Lucy Keevney about how not to be, uh, to be lonely. <laughs> Sorry, I've written the wrong thing down here. How not to be lonely this Christmas if you're newly or always single. I very much look forward to seeing you then. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.